Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Yo, what's happening? Uh, it's your boy in the building, uh, Aries Spears. Uh, hopefully for the fans that complained, the podcast was too laid back last week. Uh, we just both did a shot of cocaine, <laughs> a snort of cocaine, and a shot of heroin. So We're ready to go. Hopefully we'll uh, get busy. Spears and Steinberg. Uh, another episode. Yep, it's happening. Yep, in hot, muggy, humid Jacksonville, Florida. The largest landmass city in the nation. Well, you know, I of all the places, and I've said repeatedly that I love to perform, most of them are in Florida. Uh, but Jacksonville is the Khloe Kardashian of the <laughs> pre-surgery with the with the jaw with the dude from the with the jaw from Tango and Cash. Uh, the prisoner with anybody that's ever seen that movie knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Of Fort Lauderdale, West Palm, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, which are all sexy, hot fucking cities. Jacksonville is the Khloe Kardashian before the surgery slash prisoner with the jaw from Tango and Cash. <laughs> this is the yuck version. It's not bad, though. It's just it's just it's just, a just, it, just, it's, it just doesn't the, the sense of excitement. It's more town like than city. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some bad, there's some bad bitches here, but you you really gotta lift rocks, and you know, search. Um, but we didn't go to the beach or anything like that, so we're just no. Nah, so maybe we're missing it because they said most of the action is down near the beach. Uh, and we're like 20 minutes from the beach. They said. Yeah, near the beach with all the beach bars and shit. And you know, when it comes to the beach and the and bars and shit, that means is you know all the lovely Nicole Brown Simpsons. <laughs> strolling the strolling area um, For me mostly Florida Is the Hispanic chicks A lot of Hispanics In Florida mommies it's not, now, not that many here in Jacksonville. Nah 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 Jacksonville I think is more The black bitches And the, and the, and the white, white chicks Yes Yeah So uh, And this is Duval What they call it Duval I think it's Duval County I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm living my best life. <laughs> I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. Uh, little Duval comedian. Uh, anyway, so here we are. Um, and we, we got we to gotta let y'all know. So we might have to, 
like when you watch TV and they go uh, breaking news and they cut from your favorite show to to interrupt with important news. We're gonna get into a little <clears throat> a little conversation right now, but Obama's gonna be speaking soon for the second time for the second time on MSNBC. He's scheduled to come on <clears throat> in exactly nine minutes, so we may have to stop to watch that. But that ain't gonna affect y'all because that's the power of editing. We'll stop, watch it, but then I just I'm just hoping we can really I don't wanna have to break from what we about to talk about uh to do that and but then even if we do we'll come back to it and make it seem nice and neat. Before you came over, dude, I was I was um watching some YouTube videos uh of some Mike Tyson stories. Listen, if if you're a fan of Iron Mike and you wanna hear some funny shit Go to YouTube and type in Mike Tyson stories, the locks with uh, Noriega, man, that is the funniest shit. And before I dive into what they was talking about, I really feel bad for this young generation, man. Like they really missed the three mics. Oh, yeah. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson. Like, like, like. And again, I know I know. Every generation says they were the shit and better than the last and you can't compare. But I'm telling you, man, and I, so I'm not trying to be biased. If you can prove to me, and this is where if any of the fans out there can email me, if you can prove to me who and what has been better than the three mics, I'll give it up to you. I'll entertain the argument, but hands down. In terms of best pop performer, stage show, biggest entertainer globally, fucking awards, accolades, records broken, records set. Who is bigger than Michael fucking Jackson? You mean in this generation now? In any other than mine. Nobody. No. Who is bigger and has than Michael Jordan? Well, you know what they're going to say. Well, I know what they're going to say, you fucking bronze genders. But the records really do your homework. No, no. Who is bigger, has been better, more devastating than Tyson? You could say Ali. Yeah. Fair enough. For that time, Ali... Yes, and and globally, even though Mike, yo, if you've really done your research, like I'm a Mike Tyson fanatic, and I love the fuck out of Ali, but I, I I've done, I, I've seen everything. The, I've got the books, I've I've seen the documentary, I've seen everything on Tyson. Globally, he was no joke. No. Mike's known, but I, I think Ali's more revered. So if 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 you're gonna say Ali one A, Mike is a one minus A. He's right there. Yeah. But okay, Ali aside, nobody. These young kids, man, I'm telling you. And hey, maybe before I'm in the casket, I'll be lucky enough to see the next come up. But for right now, ain't nobody fucking with the three MJ, the three Mikes, man. That's that's your T-shirt. What? Three mics. That would make a hot t-shirt. Yeah. Jordan, Jackson, and Tyson on it. Yeah. Um, 
Y'all don't y'all 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 kids don't know what you fucking miss, man. But it's all on YouTube. They could go look it up. It's not the same thing. I no. know it is, but it no, ain't. no, it's not because it doesn't have. They that. weren't in the moment. Yeah, when you were when the game was on the line and and <clears throat> Jordan's bringing down the ball and you know what's going to happen next and everybody knew what was going to happen next. Right. And, and listen, I've I was lucky enough to see all three live. Now I didn't see Tice. I didn't see um, Jordan in his in his best years. Like I saw him once with the Bulls. But he played the Clippers, and he came to L.A. back when, before the Staples Center was 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 the thing, the L.A. Coliseum. I saw him with against the Clippers in a, with a Bulls uniform, and he didn't have a great game. Um, then I saw him twice with the Wizards when he played the Clippers, and when he played the Lakers. And again, he ain't Jordan no more, but he's still Jordan. I would have loved to have seen Mike in his prime in Chicago, one of them 40-point games where the niggas flying through the sky and doing fucking spins and 360s and highlight dunking on niggas. So I never saw Mike as Mike, but I still saw him live. Uh, one time for the for the American Music Awards, uh, back when they did it at the Shrine Auditorium, uh, which was near USC campus, and almost kind of a dingy kind of part of L.A., I saw Michael Jackson. And I didn't even know I was going to see Michael Jackson. I, I, I walked into the, to the theater, and, he, and it's on YouTube. It's the, the, the performance where he does uh, Smooth Criminal. And everybody's dressed in the gangster attire, and this dude is standing in front of him. And all of a sudden, you see all these sparks shoot out of his body like he just got shot up with a Tommy gun. And I'm telling you, when dude hit the floor and the audience saw it was Michael Jackson, everybody stood the fuck up. The electricity in that room. You've been hit by. Grown men, pussies got wet. (laughs) And it was like, oh, shit, I'm seeing Michael Jackson. Then Tyson, I was at the... uh, and again, I'd never caught Tyson. Well, I was too young. I was a kid when he was in his prime. But Tyson after jail. I caught the fight between him and Frank Bruno when he won the champion, when he won the belt back after prison. Jack Nicholson was at that fight. Uh, and Mike beat the shit out that boy. Uh, I saw him and Bruce Seldon when Seldon basically took a dive. Then I saw both Holyfield fights, the one where Mike got his ass whooped, and then the ear bite. So I've seen four Tyson fights. And again, when Mike walked into the the electricity in the arena, ooh, y'all young, ooh, y'all young kids. What, 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 what was going on in the arena when, when Tyson was biting uh, Holyfield's ear? You didn't really know it there. Cause, cause you couldn't hear the announcers, but you saw you just saw him going. But you saw Holyfield, Holyfield go berserk and jump, and then after that, Mike pushed him in the back, and then Mike signaled both hands, "Come on, nigga, let's go!" And the fucking place erupted. But then when they stopped the fight, you didn't know why, and mayhem broke out in the ring. See, when you watch it on TV, you heard the announcers yeah. go, "He bit him, he bit him," so you didn't know what was going on, and it just it was it was it was it was mayhem, dog. It was fucking mayhem. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, 
Oh God! It's so it, and you could say it over and over and over. People really don't get it because they didn't live it. That's why I, I kind of get a little bit why these young kids scream LeBron over Jordan because they're in the moment. They're watching the games. This is their youth. This is their excitement. They play the shit on 2K. He's all over TV. Some of them may have seen him live. They're caught up in the moment. Well, and he's doing things that you didn't see Jordan do. Well, that's what we're talking. That's a different aspect. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with. But it makes what we're people, it makes about. people come to the table, though. And, and, and uh, that's neither here nor there. I don't fuck about that. I'm just talking about pure, pure ability. Ability, okay. Uh, and this is why I say I know what I'm talking about over the young kids because I've lived. I'm living both. Right. Y'all just living one. I've lived both. I'm not saying this because I'm trying to go. Well, I'm an old guy, so I got to stick with the old guy. No, I'm telling you. It was an electricity when Mike walked in there. It was a fucking, you felt like the gladiator movies, like <sighs> in, the, in the Coliseum about to fight a lion. Mike had a strut. Mike would get in the ring. He would pace back and forth like a lion, never taking his eyes off his opponent. Then he would take that towel off and you would see this tank. And the minute that bell rang, ding, Mike came for your ass. <laughs> it was like, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to take. Mike was trying to knock your fucking dome off. Instantly. Instantly. He was going for the kill. And he could box. And he could box, but he wanted to slug. Yeah. But he could box if he had to. Right. So there was no problem with him running in there. Yeah. Throwing some punches. Yeah. And if you threw back, he knew how to bob and weave. Now, again, later towards his career, you know, he, he was a shell of himself and he was headhunting. But even when he was headhunting, he still was dangerous. He still had a cannon in them hands. So you had to be careful. There's just nothing like it. There's just no, there's now nothing like it. So okay, who's the boxer right now? Is and there, the heavyweights? Is, is there is there anybody? They say uh, Deontay Wilder and Joshua something. These two big niggas. Uh, and you know, listen, the heavyweight division for a long time has been dominated by niggas whose names we can't pronounce. Pardon me. And these two guys are up and coming, but again. They're big guys. They got good records. But I got to make the comparison. It's just not the same. Okay. Who, who? Mike was a once in a lifetime. Like every generation has that one guy. Ali was that for his. Tyson was that for the 80s and some of the 90s. There really hasn't been. There hasn't been. That's no. what I said. And uh, basketball, it's obviously LeBron. Yeah. And then, but in music. But basketball seems to be a little bit more frequent because there's so many players. Right. Boxing is really. Yeah, that's it, generational. Yeah. Like you said. But, but, you know, LeBron, Jordan, Magic, Larry, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. But, but, uh, and again, musically, all those young talents, they all take from MJ. You know, Chris Brown, Marcus Houston, Omarion, Justin Timberlake. Mario, all of them. And they, they all admit it, though. They all, yeah, proudly. But, again, if you know the history, Michael Jackson will tell you he took from, which he did, James Brown, Brown. Jackie Wilson, and Fred Astaire. So, uh, but still, Michael, even those guys, with the exception maybe of James Brown, on a global level, no. No. Dude, I, I, was, I was looking at... Uh, Michael Jordan commercials when we were in uh, 
Ontario. And for the diehard Jordan fans, I got to say my top five Jordan commercials. They're just, you feel an emotional, like, like fucking goosebumps. Number five, the one where everything goes in slow motion and you hear that angelic, and then finally the bicycle in the driveway falls over when he dunks. Um, Okay. Damn, these, these next four are so fucking dope. But the one with Mary J. Blige singing, and they show all the Jordan representatives, Team Jordan that wears the brand. Oh, yeah, that's- Eddie Jones, Roy Jones Jr., Derek Jeter, Ray Allen, and Randy Moss. And at the very last shot, it's Jordan, as smooth as he could be, in this black shirt, gray slacks, gray jacket, with his both hands in his pocket and the jacket peeled back. And he's this green scenery behind him. And he's just walking slowly to camera. Smooth as a motherfucker. Then I would say number three. Uh, I just love it. Number three, because these next three are so badass. Number three has to be the one where the kids are imitating his moves. Okay. They just show diff again. They yeah. save Mike to let, but it's the kids are imitating his moves, his signature things, the fist pump against Cleveland, the push off on Brian Russell, the rock, the cradle dunk. And then it's just Jordan up against oh, the, the last kid. He shoots the ball and he does the shrug from 92. Mm-hmm. Cause he's making all these. Th- and there's Jordan leaning up against a fence, giving the kids his approval. Like, people don't understand what these commercials, LeBron ain't, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this, that's Mike's impact. He don't even have to be in most of the commercial. It's the guys representing him, wearing his name. It's the kids mimicking his moves. They got the one kid the two Asian kids in China where Mike's holding the kid, you know, Mike would hold the ball out and make the guy defending them look silly trying to get to the ball like a big bully push like a big brother holding his little brother back. So that's Mike on a global scale, reaching out to kids, touching the masses. Then number two is the one where Mike's playing himself against himself. Uh-huh. It's the young Mike versus the Wizards Mike and he goes I could have dunked it and the older Mike goes you should have dunked it you reach I teach and then finally the both of them are on the bench taking a break and then the youngest Mike from North Carolina comes in who's got next man get your young butt out there <laughs> fucking badass it's number two and of course number one doom doom walking through the tunnel Again, smooth. Got the black, long cashmere coat. The whole gray suit. I failed over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. <laughs> Goosebumps, dude. That's greatness. Those are great commercials, but not <sighs> one Mars Blackman? Oh, all the people in the comment section uh-huh. hated that those commercials. They did? Spike Lee's annoying. <laughs> They fucking hated those, dude. I grew up at that time, man. I did too. I had, and I gotta tell you, looking back at those, they were annoying. 
They were fucking annoying. <laughs> what about see? You know. But, what? Oh, and, and and here's an honorary mention. And this one almost brought tears to my eyes because this puts the the LeBron thing in perspective. You know, Bron's whole thing when he came to Cleveland and when you went to Cleveland and the improv was right five minutes from the arena. Right. On the side of the building, the famous shot of LeBron James with his back as he's doing the powder thing in the air. And it says on the bottom, we are all witnesses. There's a Jordan commercial where they basically go backwards, starting off with Jordan from the push off against Brian Russell where he makes that last shot and holds right. the, the gooseneck and they keep showing clips, but each clip is going back towards the beginning. So the last clip is of him being introduced into his very first NBA game from six, six, six from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. And it ends with Michael Jordan. We have already witnessed. <laughs> I'm telling you, you bronze genders, LeBron is dope. He really is. I like the dude. I'm getting a new 2K. I got it reserved. I get it when I get home tomorrow. I'm going to play it, smoke my joint, and be all day with it. You fucking with the God. Dude. Jordan is the fucking God, man. That's why he didn't have to be in the commercials, though. As the center. He was, That's the he, power. He was above it. That's the power. Like, dude, you ha he had guys... Wearing his shit with his name. Who, who in the league is wearing LeBron shit but LeBron? Yeah. Come on, man. Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. Nobody rocking LeBron's. Nobody's rocking his shoes. No. Maybe his teammates. But niggas is rocking Jordans or other Nikes. Yeah. Even when Kobe was at his best. And Kobe had some of the ugliest shoes ever. Them goddamn moon boots. Uh... But what, nobody rocking Kobe shit. LeBron shoes are actually not bad. Okay. But, you know, Jordan is a staple. Dude, but you know, you watch all those commercials. Did you watch any of those uh, Bo Jackson commercials from back then? Yeah. Those are Bo good. knows? Yeah, Bo. Yeah. Those were good. That was good. Yeah, his 30 for 30 was a motherfucker. Yeah. You know, if he wouldn't have got hurt, man. Who knows? Who knows? Well, he, he knows. Maybe he'd play basketball. <laughs> no. No, I think he wasn't built right for that. Um... <laughs> But let me get back to what I was saying. Yo, this this fucking you gotta you gotta check out this locks story. Let me give you some of the some of the highlights. Basically, they're at the Source Awards and they're working the red carpet. And this is Mike Tyson back in the I'll Eat Your Children days. He tells Eve, who's a part of the Rough Riders, just straight up, Yo, Eve, I fucked the shit out of you. Now the locks is like the big brothers, they like her guardians. So Styles P goes, yo, if that was anybody else, yo, your fucking head be off your shoulders. But we like, yo, that's Mike. Eve, you got to wear that. You got to take that for the team. <laughs> so then they all going, what if we have to fight this nigga? So he goes, uh, at one point, yo, we huddled up and we feel like bitches. We three niggas huddled up for one nigga. But this Mike, now Sheik Looch. Who's a part of the member of the group? Nigga, you the biggest one. You got to be the first one to sacrifice your jaw. Because truth is, we 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 going to get knocked out if we try to box this nigga. So we got to poke him. You know, niggas in Jersey, you poke him and stab this nigga. But who going to be the first one 
to stab like he gonna knock whoever gonna try to stab him out so the first nigga gotta sacrifice his jaw and while you get knocked out then i come up from behind and stab him and they all just plotting on how to take this nigga out because mike's crazy and at one point the funniest part of the story Sheik goes, oh, oh, at one point. So you got to see the clip. I'm gonna show you the clip. Please, y'all, look at this clip. As they as they doing the show, uh, Noriega from Capone and Noriega rap group, and I and I know Capone. He, he keeps wanting me to do the podcast when I come to Miami. His podcast is straight hip hop. You do the podcast. Them niggas is rolling blunts, smoking. There's a thousand different bottles of liquor on the table. So they all getting fucked up, and it's Noriega sitting at the head of the table. And then you got Sheik on the right, Styles P on the left, and Jada in the middle. And at one point, they hitting the blunt, and Jada's fucked up. Like, this nigga, at one point, his head is bowed down in his lap. And then, like, this nigga was sleeping. So, Sheik, Sheik is telling the story. Styles is telling the story. And at one point, Capone goes, yo, who, who Mike have with him? Was bodyguards and shit? That nigga, Jada, woke up and said, Mike was dolo. <laughs> now, for those of y'all who don't understand the vernacular, dolo means solo. He said Mike was dolo, like by himself. He ain't need no motherfucking bodyguards. He, he scared his bodyguards. So at one point, going back to the story, um, uh, 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 wait, wait, what the, what the fuck was the part I'm thinking about? Um, what was I saying just before that? He said, poke him. He said, we got to poke him. Uh, so oh yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, he goes. So when Mike goes, yo, I'll fuck the shit out you, Eve. He goes to the average Joe. We would be like, yo, chill, yo. Like, but with Mike, you could say chill, but you gotta take the bass out your voice. So you gotta say it like, yo, Mike, chill, chill, Mike, chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you, you can't be yo, nigga, chill. Take the bass out of your voice. Humble yourself when you tell Mike, chill out. <laughs> Mike, come on, Mike, chill. Like you're a little kid. Big brother, stop. <laughs> and these are three of the hardest niggas out of Yonkers. Oh, that story is fucking priceless. <laughs> I like that you've been spending time off Twitter because you were back on uh, YouTube watching shit. Yeah, and that, that lends itself to me creatively. Uh, Instead of negatively chasing people. Right. Um yeah, they're getting rowdy at this thing. I think Obama's about to come out. This might be perfect timing, too. Well, do you want to talk about Obama's speech yesterday at all? Before we before we have to talk about this? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. So so again, go 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 check it out. YouTube, uh, the locks slash Mike Tyson story. I guarantee you it's a it's it's a worthy watch. And also on a side note, also check out Fat Joe Roy Jones, because that story's funny too. Uh you know, Fat Joe had that song, Lean Back, mm. Lean Back, and he had that line in the song. Even Roy Jones was forced to lean back, and Roy confronted him. Did he really? Yeah. That's a funny fucking story, too. Oh, I got to check that yeah. out. Um, so, yeah, I caught uh, this Obama speech yesterday. Um, let me see. Okay. Um I caught this Obama speech and I didn't even know he was speaking. I happened to just walk in the room when we got back from press and I, I already had the TV on MSNBC and he was fucking talking. I was like, Oh shit. Um, I don't have many man crushes, but Michael Jordan is, I've always said, that's my man crush. 
I love the fuck out of Obama, nigga. Like that man's eloquent. If if truly he were had an alter, if he was Batman, he's Bruce Wayne. Like I, I like it, 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 that nigga's eloquence. Like and, and what I love is and they've been doing it on the news all yesterday and even today. Split screen tale of two presidents, um, Obama and Trump, and just again from the from the way they talk. To the way they conduct themselves, Jesus, man, what a president! And 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 I don't know if you saw it. They did Obama's reaction to him to Obama's uh, speech. They they asked him. He said, "Yeah, I watched it. I watched it, but then I fell asleep." He's good. He's very good for wanting to go to sleep. I wanted to kick the fucking TV, <laughs> nigga. You fucking douche. Yeah, at least he didn't say anything worse than that. That was uh, that was a good. That was that was pretty good for him. I don't even think he could say anything worse because he's not equipped to. In, in, in terms of being able to to beat Obama, right? Well, now this is this is uh, this is good for me because uh, we all, we generally agree on a lot. I'm not all Obama all the time. I think he's. I know that, and I think he's one of the most presidential presidents we've ever had, at least in recent times. Um, I thought Reagan looked presidential when, but he was also an actor, so he looked like a. Well, you know, the eighties were good to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so he seemed presidential, but he was. Some people even said that he was acting like a president because he was an actor. Right. But then you get Obama. I mean, I I listened to him, and I told you I'm not Obama. I'm not all Obama all the time, but I listened to him yesterday, and he he moves you. Dude, without a like doubt, he, he has a talent for that shit. Yeah, like a real fucking talent. But he says things that other people aren't saying, and he says them in such a way that I didn't even feel that he got. Uh, not that he should get backlash for it, but he said something that uh, one of the most important things, and he said this: uh, "This is not about just this president. We've been on this road for a long time." Right, which is very important to me because he's addressing the things that I've said right. about why we need to vote, why we need to find people of integrity. He even brought up about policy and about uh, arguing about ideology, which is Republicans, Democrats arguing about the ideology of, of politics, which I think is where we're a long way from. And I think both sides are horrible. And I think that's why I like what he said when he said that. And the other thing he said is to restore the honor of public service. Because right. that is, it's an honor to be a senator. It's not a job. Well, and, and Trump acts like it's an honor for us to have him. He does. The only thing that I can say about Trump right now that I, I do, uh, well, you know, I wrote these things down here, uh, Obama and Trump. I don't know if they're going to make sense. Uh, well, it's just, it, I maybe in a day when people are crazy and the other uh, Leaders of countries, I'm not even going to say pre they're not presidents, they're not, uh, they're, not all of them have been elected, but some of these people, man, they're crazy. We got, we got North Korea, mm -hmm. maybe crazy, fights crazy better. I'm not saying he's doing good at what he's doing. I'm just saying this is a weird world that we're in right now. I don't know what, what's working. The only thing that scares me about a, 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 a dick showing contest is, you know, up until one of them finally pull their shit out to prove it, we both assuming they got little dicks. What if Kim Jong-un really packing the meat? If we get into a dick contest and this nigga's really got the meat, we in trouble. 
Like, I don't want a president that feels like they need to prove something. Right. You know what I'm well, saying? Dude, just do the job. And if, and if, and if dire circumstance, if dire, uh, uh, action is required because of dire circumstances, then fuck it. It is what it is. But don't push the button just because you got an ego. No. But our, our foreign policy, my feeling, personal feeling with Obama and foreign policy wasn't the, the, his policy on war. My, my, my brother was, it was in the military. And, it, and the, the strindic, strindic, strind, I can't strind. Strategic? No, strind, uh, I'll, I'll come up with the word later. The stringent, that's the word I was trying to say, stringent uh, policy that they had on what engagement was led a lot of Americans to be killed. Because uh, we're so worried about how we're perceived that mm-hmm. uh, it, it led people. It led people uh, in 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 these actions to uh, to be overtaken easier because of how we have, what what was put on us, and uh, which is kind of funny because my uh, my brother relates this in two ways to me. He said one how the rules of engagement in war were so. Uh, Right, written out precise, and then if you if you messed up, if you fucked up on that, you went to jail. You were going to go to jail. But here in this country, when the police who are supposed to have these same stringent rules fuck up, uh, no one's held accountable. And so that was the bigger the, the big issue that if if the military could do it under mili- under conditions where they were definitely being shot at, and they were definitely the other side wanted them dead. Uh, and they had to follow these rules. Right. How come we're not using these same kind of rules here for our police force, for our own people? Right. So I, I, I know that I went a long way, and I'm in two different topics right now. But uh, when we're fighting someone that wants to kill us, I think that our policy should be a little bit uh, more relaxed so that we can defend ourselves properly. And I think that on our homeland... If we're going to practice stringent policies, let's practice them at home with our police force against our own people. Here, here. So I mean, but but so that that that's part of the problem with the Obama that I that that I didn't like that part of him. But as far as him being my president, I I have to take him as my. my he looks like the president I want, and when I say looks, and I know other people out there, he's. I don't. I don't want to hear anything about black, white. That's not what I mean. He looks presidential. He speaks presidential. He owns what he when he's talking. Well, like D.L. Hewley said, and it was a great quote. You know, we strive to be Obama, but Trump is who we really are. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, tr- yesterday, like, dude, I, I would, I would pay any fuck at all. Look, all the cameras are getting raised. I think we have breaking news. Yeah, this nigga's coming to the podium. <laughs> yeah, here he is. Oh, I don't know how serious the speech is going to be. He doesn't have his jacket on and a tie. Okay, so uh, through the power of editing, we'll be right back. We'll cut the commercial, and we'll be back with more of uh, brilliance versus idiocy. Uh, <laughs> through the magic television, we are back. All right. So, um... I think we kind of, uh, hold on, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Yeah, I think we kind of, uh, we're going to let Obama do his thing. I, I, I could smell early um, that this this wasn't going to be the same kind of speech as yesterday. Kind of yesterday. And I wish I caught it from the beginning. But again, I, I wrote down notes because that speech yesterday, he really, 
more or less addressed Lord Vader and the evil empire. Uh, and even when he, you know, you said he mentioned him once, but he still talked about things that this administration has done that, you know, is, you know, all because of the uh, Trump. Um, so I, I just don't he's obviously not going to repeat that performance today, but I was hoping it would kind of be that because that was just so fucking titillating. Um, like I said, I, the, the one thing I would have paid fucking cold cash for would have been to see Obama and Trump in an actual fucking debate a la them, you know, going up head to head to run for the presidency. Because I just, to, to be able to see a checker player go up against a chess dude and fail would have been awesome. Yeah, well, see, I like I told you, I'd like him as a president. I think socially, I think for the, for this, for the United States, He's the best thing. Obama was definitely the best at home. I, I didn't like him overseas. I, I felt that he, he, he sometimes it made us feel, and this is just my own personal opinion, but it made me right. feel like we were weaker overseas because he was always looking for the common ground. But weaker in what sense? And, and it's hard. It's hard for me to say that because he, he was str- – I felt like he earned more trust with the, with the world that trusted us, the world out there. Uh, like the the European Union, we had a lot of trust, but we were doing a lot more to keep things together. We we're spending a lot more money than other countries. Uh, now, but then we have this guy, and he makes me just nervous because who knows what's going to happen. So, uh, like, I'm not happy with either. Either. But when you, but when you say well, when you policy. say when you say you think Obama put us in a bad place with the rest of the world? No, I don't think really put us in a bad place. But I felt like we were we took on more responsibility in the world than we needed to. Plus, uh, like what kind of responsibility? Financial responsibility. We can't afford the financial responsibilities that we pay out to uh, other countries, uh, that we spend more than other countries that are having. Let me ask you something, because this is something I've never quite been able to figure out. So apparently we are, what, trillions in debt, right? Right. How is it that we're trillions in debt, but yet we still don't seem broke? Because we can keep making money. Okay, so doesn't that something about that smell awful? Like I, I don't, I don't buy that we're in any debt. Like they say we're in debt, well, but yet we still ride around in Bentleys. Well, we, but we are in debt because well, what happens is there's less money. Um, how, like I'm, like ultimately, how can you still be the number one bully on the block with empty pockets? But we're not the number one bully. China, Who is China? Really is China has more money, but China's economy is slowed down too. Because here, it's it's this is the. The dynamic of this world that we live in. But uh, but explain to me, China's number one because they have more money, right? You're saying? More money, more people. More people creating more income, creating more. Okay, but tell me what is it that puts them ahead of us that you can see, touch, and taste? They own our debt. So when we, when we owe money, like our trillion dollars of debt... And we're putting out bonds, and uh, America puts out, you know, right. buy this. We're, we're paying interest on this. Right. China owns it. Okay, but again, what I'm saying is if you max out your credit card, right, mm-hmm. or if you spend a certain amount on your credit card and you can't pay the bill, your credit either get, they either cut your shit off, or when you finally do pay the bill, they lessen your spending amount. Oh. 
what what where are we hurting because of our debt okay here's exactly how it, how you said it this is a better way a better example so you have your credit card which is our national debt right and we have to pay that but we don't have the money for it so we take bonds and we put those out and say hey this is america Buy we're good it. for it. We're good for it. Give us some money because we have to pay this debt. So we get that from China. We pay them interest on that. And then we go in and pay our debt, which we're paying interest on because we're only paying the interest. We're not actually paying the debt because we can't get there because we're not, we don't have a balanced budget. We spend more uh, than we bring in. So ultimately, what is the penalty that says from the rest of the world or China or whomever's given us this shit? America, you cut off. Well, they lowered, now, now you're about to be punished. They, they lowered our credit rating worldwide when Obama was in office, which was ironic and very, uh, it was kind of funny, uh, in that uh, you would put a black man in the White House and then, and then lower the credit rating of the United States. To me, that was, like, that was comedy, but it, but it, was, it was real, though. But it was, mm-hmm. how, does, how does that happen? Uh, <laughs> Same way everything else happens with niggas, <laughs> we victims. Yeah, it, it was. It was just. It was timing, but it was just. It was so awkward. It was. It was weird. So anyway, so our our credit gets lowered that way, where we're not. Uh, we're not an A plus investment anymore. So we used to be like buy our bonds, you're going to get your money back, and they lowered our rating. So um, that's one part of it. Uh, and I lost myself where I wasn't even on this question. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't see where it's slowing us down or where it's hurting us. Okay, we, we still seem to be the baddest badass on the block, even if we don't have technically the the, the position, the title. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand where is it that America is no longer the shit. Well, it it, it will come. Uh, in a form of either a, a, a great recession or a depression, because eventually you have to be accountable for your money. And when there's no faith in the economy, all this money is imaginary anyway. This economy, every economy is based on right now. We're not on a gold standard, so it's just based on the fact of our ability to do of our buying power of what we buy from other countries and what we produce. And we sell to other countries, but it, it, it doesn't. We if if things are mismanaged, when the, the the thing the problem I have with uh like with Barack, and then I'm looking at him as the president. I wish this guy could have became a president when he could have had an opportunity with a strong economy, or even uh, a weak but still good economy. He came in when we were on the on the brink of another uh, worldwide depression. Because when our housing market crashed, that bubble and all that, all the bank money went. We were in, we were in a free fall. And he came in, and he actually stopped that from happening. So, whatever you want in life, it needs to be done slowly. He fixed a lot of the problems, and now Trump comes in and he rides this horse to, uh, and he starts slashing and cutting and changing the way things are, and he gets a lot of credit for the new growth in the economy. But without Obama stabilizing our economy, we wouldn't be here either. But is what Trump is doing now, is that so, what we so need in worldwide? Words, Obama to, stopped the bleeding? Yeah, yeah. without him. Right. Because uh, from what I've read, when Bush left office, he was, he was panicked that we were going to go into a depression. Right. 
So he slowly pulled us out of this. They, they, gave, they didn't give him any credit for economic growth because he was on some of the slowest economic growth, but he pulled us out. He, he balanced that ship. So now you get someone like Trump that comes in who wants to cut and slash and, and pull money back and, and do the right things for the United States. What he says are the right things for the United States. We have a backlash of senators and uh, congressmen that are saying, no, this isn't the right thing to do. But he went to, but Trump went to Washington to change the way money was being used, and he's doing that. But will that work long term? And that's where we're at right now. We No one knows. So yesterday in the speech when Obama said there are people in Trump's administration who are not following his orders. Well, are are saying they're not following his orders. Ultimately, what does that mean? And well, what he and said, why are they doing that? Well, because and then what he said, and he said, and he, that's when that's when someone laughed, and he goes, "No, no, this is serious." Um, he said, "For people to run around saying that they're in his White House and not following ten percent of the stuff that he wants to do, like they're 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 doing things to." steer him away from some of the things that trump would do because they say trump is very reactionary and he just goes off his gut um they say they're trying to steer him away from that but as he said they're letting him do 90 percent of what he do but avoiding 10 percent, so that we should be okay with that and he said that's that these people are not accountable they weren't they weren't elected that's not what they're supposed to be doing but is what they're doing actually saving us i don't know I don't know what they're protecting us from. We don't know what it is that they're steering us in the wrong direction. I heard, uh, who was it, Matt, Matt Mattis, the, uh, uh, I guess, really has strong opinions with Trump and lets him know it and doesn't want to do everything he does. And they, they fight. But, I mean, who knows? I don't know what happens in every, pres- every president's White House. I mean, I know that uh, during the time... Kennedy had issues with some other people because it was his like the Kennedy family against Kennedy, and then the, there was the other staffers in the in the White House that were against the, the family, and they had to fight that. Uh, when uh, Lyndon Johnson was in the White House, there was a lot of internal. When Nixon was in the White House, a lot of internal fight. Obviously, Nixon was they 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 uh, they deep throated him out of there. So right, dude, I, I <clears throat> you know one, and this is one of the reasons why I, I really love Twitter too. You know, they would, uh, the Bleacher Report, uh, the sports thing, they would put together these clips. And, you know, that's why I wish I was fucking an internet, uh, like a fucking internet geek and computer geek. And I knew how to do this shit because I would put it together myself. But they would do these clips of famous movies. And then they would use the faces of basketball players and make it so that their mouths moves and recreate these scenes. And some of this shit was so fucking entertaining. I would really love if for someone to do one of that scene in Crimson Tide when Gene Hackman and Denzel have that face off, yeah. that mutiny yeah. with Obama and Trump. Use the, the the heads of Obama and Trump yeah. having that fucking exchange with the mouths moving and you know, and of course using. Uh, I don't know if it would be better to use the real voices of of Trump and Obama or. Use the Denzel and Jihad, but in, anyway, that visual and that action—that would be pretty. That would be really good. That would be fucking hilarious because that's what this feels like to me. It, it it does feel this way because we're at this point uh, where we can't understand 
really what's going on anymore with this dude with, with Trump. But I will say this: I did I did some other research because I wanted to know about. Uh, I heard some things about that uh, Obama had uh, because we, we the kids in cages. You said that as we were when we were talking. Right. Did uh, did Obama separate? Uh, the families and I and I ch- I went online to check it out and then it said uh, it said not ch- uh, misleading is like one of the things that I read misleading because right. uh, uh, there really wasn't uh, any documentation to prove either way and I I want to say this and this is when I was talking about lazy media and things as well uh, with Obama because he is presidential he speaks well and he was liked. By the people and the media, we don't really have an answer if he separated kids because there was no research because no one because they were happy with this man and the way that he, like you said when we were watching him, I was moved by Obama. I was listening to him and I'm moved by him. I, I, I find him to be one of the best politicians, one of the best speakers. He's engaging. If Hillary could have had. Just a little bit of that, she might. We might not be in the situation at all right now. But I, I don't think that we have a truthful media too that we need to ha- we need to get to answer some questions because when we like someone, we don't dig into them the same way as when we have a president uh, like the one so we have are now. You, are you suggesting that the media doesn't have the answers partly because of their adoration towards Obama? It, 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 because because I say if, if you're going with that, I think that's insane. Because I don't think the media loves anybody enough to protect them over the story. If there's truly a story, they will go for it. They're going for it. And and yes, we have to make it racial. There's no way that that nigga does anything that's a story, and it gets swept under the rug. But there was no way. But there wasn't a story because they weren't looking for a story at the time. There wasn't a story because there wasn't a story. No, there was some. There's some evidence that kids were the people were separated. Maybe not in the same. And it said in there, but they weren't locked up in cages the way that that it's being said. Okay. All I'm saying is, is when we have someone who we have actual contempt for. We go after them in every possible avenue, and that's what's happening. With I don't the media. trust the media that much. I don't believe it has anything to do with contempt versus non-contempt. I, it's it's just if their job is to get the story, period. Yeah, but but if there's no story to be had, dude, they're not going to make one up. Dude, well, what's what's the coach who uh, eventually got suspended because one of his coaches was uh, was uh, assaulted his wife and he was supposed to be suspended and he didn't and then the coach was supposed to know about that but then I, I, do you know which coach I'm talking about? Not really. It's a football coach. He's liked. They didn't dig into him. That's why it took four or five years for this to happen. When you're liked, you do get away with more. Kennedy was fucking throughout the whole White House the whole and who time. Who didn't know it? It wasn't. The media didn't go after him for it. So how did we find out? Because it was known. No. Somebody yeah. brought us the story. Somebody brought it to us. It was never broken like that. Michael Jordan was fucking around, and he and he, he the media in Chicago never went after him. You motherfucking one of the would, would be a side pussy. Yeah, but but we eventually found out. Eventually, because the the the, the lust. Mike was, was careful, nigga. Yeah, the lust. Mike was careful. They nigga. love Michael. Though. Nah, they didn't just look out for this nigga because they loved him. They Mike was careful. Some niggas is slick. <laughs> You don't always get caught. You ain't a thief till you get caught. 
<laughs> Motherfucker can be thieving for 15 years. You're not a thief until you get caught. You're right, though. You're, I, and I'm going to agree and disagree because I do think you get, when you're liked, you, get a, you, you have a little bit more room. But Clinton got caught for, uh, uh, Bill Clinton got caught, you know, for getting a little blowjob in the Oval Office. So, I mean, and he was liked, so. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Periodically, when I come home off the road, and I, and I fly into LAX and I go by baggage claim. Even times when I'm flying out of town, the TMZ dudes, they, they, they approach me. They're always looking for a snippet, a, a quip, something for me to give them to, to, to add to the show. And at times, yeah, I give them some gold. And at times, I got nothing. And, and I remember uh, this one black dude who works there, uh, he sees me all the time. And I'm just I'm 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 having a bad day. I'm just my mood is not right. So he's trying to put the camera on me, and I said, uh, "Hey, hey, dog, not 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 today. You know, I'm, I'm really not. You know what I mean?" And he was like, "Man, all respect. Does he like me? Yeah, but I didn't have anything to give him. And no, and and him respecting my mood wasn't because oh I like this nigga. It was because I had nothing to give him. Right." If I said to him, hey, dog, my mood, don't, you know what I mean? And he said, okay, I got you. Walks away. 30 seconds later, he sees me beating somebody up who, you know, for whatever reason, that camera's coming on. Right. Now, I just told him, nigga, please. Right. But now there's a story. Right. And he ain't going to go, let me not record this nigga slapping the shit out of somebody because I like him. No, There's no, no, a story no. here now. There's always going to be a story. It's how you report on Obama's. It's very well known that he had a lot of drone strikes, unmanned drone strikes. That's that's very. It's very well known. Why but, did he have them? Trying to save some fucking lives. Okay. And I'm not against. And, and the only reason why I'm asking is because, uh, again, I'm not as my knowledge in terms of politics is is not nearly what I would like it to be. I'm not as sharp as D.L. Hewley. I couldn't go on real time and I think hold my own uh, unless the topic was specific about something I'm heavily into. But I have heard where people have attacked Obama for these drone strikes. Right. Okay. But I would imagine he's not just doing it just because he's some evil dude. who's No, 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 no. He's not. And I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is. When the unmanned drone strikes happen, sometimes a lot of civilians will be injured in those strikes. Right. Kids but, and shit. But because Obama is liked, those stories weren't pursued as hard. They're still out there. You have to tell the news. You have to tell the story. But when you go, Obama, and you just said it best, why would he do it? Well, he needed to do it for these reasons. So Casualties we'll, of war. So we're going to put it out there that he's doing <clears throat> these unmanned drone strikes, but we're not going to put it out there. Like When you say... Did they? When you say it was mentioned in the news, was it not? It was mentioned in the news. Then it's been put out there. It's put what out. What you want it put out there with a certain presentation, with big lights and flare, and it's Hollywood Showtime. It no. was put out there. No, the job was done. No, but then they go like right, right now. They could have went out. They could have sent uh, teams out to all the drone strikes. They could show the show fucked up kids. kids and do all the stuff. Yeah. Stuff they how, how much do. do we need to know past what's obvious? But when okay, let's casualties see. of war. When you when you having uh, kids come into the country and they're taken from their parents and we're showing. And now that now we're going in the cages now we're going into in the time magazine photo where they showed the kid crying that kid wasn't even separated from his parents that kid w went back with his parents there are things that the media does so the media took that photo and they and it was a good photo 
It it it, it conveyed what <clears throat> they wanted it to it, convey. It, it, it needed to make a point, right? E- even though it was out of context, right? The point is still the same. And they agreed. But what I'm saying is, they used what they could to because the, to make the story to make the to make because there's someone that they don't like doing things that they I don't, don't think like. that have has anything to do with liking or disliking him. Let's do the math. If kids in cages doesn't happen, if the separation of kids from their parents doesn't happen, how do you make that magazine cover? You don't. No, you don't. But so there's not there, there's nothing to be made. But. There's no research on whether or not some of this was happening when Obama was in office because they didn't go after that story because it wasn't important. It they, wasn't there. He was it, he was stopping just as many people and deporting people back to their countries. But did he do it in the fa- he, he did he I, do it in the fashion that Trump did it in? No, you know what? There's two things about it. If he did it and he came on TV and spoke about why he was doing deportation, and he did it in the in the manner in which he speaks, which is the a correct, humane manner, and which is the correct way to be a president. And then you have this other fucking dude over here who's saying it a different way. Could be doing virtually the same inhumane, thing, but virtually the same thing. But not the same, same thing. It's not the same thing. Humane, inhumane, not the same thing. The separation of kids is the problem. Is the problem? As we're fighting, technically, the separation of of deport, deporting anybody and bringing them back who has come here illegally—that's what's supposed to be done, right? Right. But him, even so, him, the way he's the way, because of the way Trump is portrayed and the way Trump speaks, even him just sending people back is is a bigger deal right now than it's ever been. And whose fault is that? It's well, it's him, but let's be honest though. What, I don't know what is a but. But it's but, him. But it's the same thing and we're still No, it's not. Why is it the same thing? Cuz deportation of illegal immigration has always been something we've done. But putting kids in cages is not. The kids in cages is an overwhelming poor bad visual should not be done. Dude, the difference between Trump and Obama Trump is like taking a shit in your own... I mean, uh, Obama's like taking a shit in your own house. You got the comfort of your own house. You can do it with half your clothes on, half off. Some dudes get butt naked. You, you, you could read a magazine. You don't have to worry about interruptions, other people's butt noises, and the stall next to you. And Trump is the president in a porta potty It's like taking a shit in a porta potty it, it, it just... It's... The, the, the comfort... It's just... Ugh. But you would admit it's all shit. <clears throat> At the end of the day, yeah. But but, come on, man. It's not. No. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. I'm just simply saying, if there was a story to be had with Obama, I don't believe it gets swept under the rug because they like him. I, I never I, said. I, I never said swept. Even okay, not looked at the same. I don't believe that. You put it out differently when you like somebody. Ugh. You don't think you put it out differently when you like somebody? Not if the story's big enough. If the story's big enough. If it's if it's a if it's a juicy, mouth salivating, holy shit moment, they don't give a fuck about they liking okay, you. Okay, let me put it to you a different way then. Let's say uh, when this ha- when the uh, separation of kids happened, and let's say. Uh, it was going on when Obama when Obama was there. It gets the difference is it gets fixed immediately. Obama gets a will say this is what happened, shouldn't happen. This is what we did. This is how we're fixing it. This is this is the story, 
and he would end that story because I'm not moving it. Yeah, because I'm not saying that he did do that. I'm just saying because of the way that uh, people make decisions. Not the president probably doesn't make the decision. We'll pull the kids away from the parents and put them in cages. I'm sure that happens down further on the line. And then when you find out about it, you have to make the decision of who you are as a human being. That's how Obama would have handled it. Right. This dude, he gets it. They go after him, and he goes, oh, they're going after me? This has all happened. This is what we're going to do. This is how we do it. And he just fucking, he doubles down on it. Right. And so, of course, the media is going to go after him harder for doubling down and saying what he's done but, is but, okay. But, but they can't do anything that he doesn't cause them to do. He does cause it. So it's his fault. I'm just saying we're living in a world where there's a lot of things that aren't right, no matter who is in charge of it. And I think what he said before and what I really appreciated from Obama is this is not about just things uh, this present. Uh, we've been on this road for a long time. We need to fix who's in charge of public, uh, who's taking care of the public, whether it's all the way down to the people, uh, to our president who should be presidential, to uh, our, our congressmen who should be more uh, – they shouldn't be for sale. They shouldn't be with the, the the lobbyist thing needs to change. We have so many things we have to change, but I am affected by this because I see some uh, I see a guy on TV that isn't our president and he does a great job communicating things where this other president doesn't and hold hold that, hold that thought. Communicating things. Hold that thought. <clears throat> Real quick, just so you guys know, uh, Andy and I won't be on the road next week. We got off, so this is really a two-part podcast. We're about 10 seconds away from this first part being done, and then we'll just bleed in <clears throat> to the second hour and about shit now. So uh, that's the first podcast, Spears and Steinberg. Uh, don't change that bad channel. We'll be right back. 